Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Ernest James. Welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, aka Friends of Fatherless Daughters on Instagram. And I believe that everyone should live, could live a life that is whole, happy, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help us to deal, heal, and fulfill, to deal with our problems, to heal from the pain, and fulfill our purpose. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. We are on episode uh, season two, episode 20. And again, today, like no other day, we have a special guest, our very own Miss Diana Copeland. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to see you. Thank you. Thank you. So first of all, let me say thank you for being on. Thank you for being a guest. I know you could be doing anything else with your time. And so we definitely appreciate you coming on uh, to share your story and your services with our listeners. Um, So let's just jump right in. Uh, If you could just introduce yourself a little bit and let our listeners know what it is that you do. I am Diana Copeland, Coach Diana Copeland, and I am a relationship coach. I focus on people pleasers as well as setting boundaries um, with the with women, women, and I'm helping them with relationships, relationships okay. with themselves and others. Okay. Okay. Cool. So I I know I was uh, looking over some of your some of your um, things, and I was looking out because I always go and look at the guest Instagram and things that they have um, to see what's available. <clears throat> excuse me, and see what information that they have out. And it was a uh, uh, one of the things that I seen that um, that was on your page, and it said that you you help empower women who find themselves asking about what about me. And I really liked that because uh, to me, it seems like uh, in this culture that we have, a lot of times that women do find themselves saying, what about me? Because they end up putting on or taking on so many responsibilities um, 
with the family, with the children, you know, with work, you know, then their own personal responsibilities that they found themselves getting wrapped up in serving everybody else that at some point they do turn around and say, what about me? And especially in, in, in our culture, um, I think it kind of adds to it with the, the narrative of the strong black woman because they try to uh, live up to that uh, narrative somewhat and take on again all these extra responsibilities and then at some point they found them they find themselves lacking in their own lives because they've given so much to everybody else so especially with that with that uh narrative how do you think that that plays into you know uh the responsibilities or just the things that they take upon themselves um just kind of overdoing it i think you know, which kind of leads them, you know, to need your help because they've taken on so much um, and then didn't do the the, the self-work or the self-love for themselves, which we, are, uh, we will address later. You know, how do you think that plays a part or why even do you think that plays a part in women taking on so much responsibilities um, and then putting themselves last? Well, thank you so much for asking that because as a mother and a wife, and I also work um, outside of the home and have a business, if we are giving um, even 20% to each of those areas, and of course, you know, we don't do that. We try and go and do even more than that. So, and that doesn't include being a sister to your girlfriends and your siblings and a daughter um, to your mom and father and whoever else. Um, so you end up giving so much to all of those different areas that you are lacking, that you're pouring from a cup that is actually empty and you're running on empty. So I do help um, the women that I serve and anybody else out there that they set aside some time for just them whatever that looks like. It might be just sitting and reading a book. It might be taking a, a longer shower without um, the kid and the dog and everybody else coming in with you um, for that shower or just that time that you need for yourself. But you definitely need to um, learn how to start putting yourself first. And you find that a lot with uh, women and people pleasers that we always are trying to make everybody happy trying to help everybody and you find that you are running on empty most of the time. So you, you mentioned, uh, people pleasers and, and that's a topic that I, I don't have a lot of, uh, information on cause I haven't talked to, uh, too much about it, but why do you think that, um, people kind of pick up that idea of, of, I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it an idea, but just pick up that habit of, of being a, a people pleaser, especially to the, the detriment of themselves. So as, as a mother, I can see you doing it for, you know, your child or as a wife, I can see you doing it for, you know, you know your husband. But I, I find that a lot of the time it's like there's no boundary to it. You know what I mean? It's like you're kind of doing it for everybody. You know, trying to make everybody happy, and it, it doesn't really work. But uh, I'm kind of interested in maybe even kind of getting an idea of where that stems from, or where does it even start from? I think it starts at an early age as well. 
I think it you pick up on um, the people that you're that your teachers trying to make them happy, your workplace, you're trying to make them happy, family members trying to keep the peace. Um, and life is a little bit easier when everybody's smiling and getting along, don't you think? And so yeah. uh, when that's not happening, that makes a lot of people, including um, a lot of women, uncomfortable. So in order for to keep the peace and make sure that everybody is happy, you are the mediator, you're the person that is making sure that everybody is happy, everybody is okay. And again, it comes at, um, at a cost and the cost is sometimes your health. It, the cost is you realizing that not all the time that you're anybody's running around trying to make sure that you're okay either. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that, that does. Um, and, and it kind of leads to my, my next question because because people don't always make sure that you're okay, you know, you have to kind of take on that responsibility, adding on to the other responsibilities that you have. But again, coming with that responsibility for yourself to uh, implement, you know, self-care into your lifestyle. And I think that sometimes, even now, even though it's talked about more now, but I still think that there's a misconception about what uh, self-care is because when you think about, um, the responsibilities that uh, a mother has, you know, and she may see her, uh, responsibilities as taking care of the children, uh, to the point that she's over exalting herself to do that, but not taking care of herself. And then in, in some ways like, okay, well, if I stop taking care of this, or if I pull back from doing some of this to take care of me, it's almost like a, a guilt that, you know, I'm doing the other person a disservice when in reality, you're doing everybody a, a blessing when you take care of yourself. Because if you take care of yourself and you do the self-care and the self-work, then that allows you to show up for everyone else, you know, even in a better space. So I, I still think that uh, even though I understand that, but I still think that there's somewhat of a, a misunderstanding, uh, maybe a mis. Uh, communication still within the self, the self-care uh, arena. So if you were talking to, uh, let's just say a mother to try to get her to understand that, no, it, you're not helping anyone else when you don't take care of yourself, you're actually probably doing more damage to anyone else when you do damage to yourself, by not taking care of yourself, you know, what would be something that you would, uh, maybe, say to her to get her to understand that she is just important, just as important as everyone else that she take care of. Absolutely. And I think that um, for a long time, uh, women have watched other women do the same exact thing. So they, it's a learned skill as well. And so now we're just now talking about um, self-care and boundaries and you have to set your boundaries. It would be putting the kid to bed um, at a certain time every night, which is great for them, but it's also great for you to be able to sit back and unwind, whatever that looks like. It might even be just watching TV. It might be reading a book, pulling up the Bible. It could be anything, as long as it's something for you to, to relax. And everybody's self-care looks differently. However, what I do want to say is for 
your daughters and your um, and your children, even your husband or your spouse, if you put that boundary in there, that's something that they're watching you. This is what I like to tell my ladies. Those children are watching you. And so you can't tell them later to put themselves first. And you can't tell them to put up the boundaries unless they see you actually doing exactly that. Just like um, us telling them from our words and not ever doing it. Right, right. And and I know one of my things with boundaries um, that really has played a part uh, with the people that I talk to is not only setting those boundaries, but sticking to it. You know, uh, because if, if you don't stand up, you know, for yourself and you don't stand up for your own boundaries, then, you know, how do you expect someone else to, you know, uh, to do the same, to respect them? And I, and I think that, you know, boundaries is one of those things that it, to me, to me, boundaries serve three purposes. Right. And so one purpose would be to protect yourself from others. The second will be to protect others from you. And then the third one be, would be to pre- protect you from you, right? Because let's say if you are a person who maybe had a gambling addiction, then one of your boundaries would be to stay away from casinos. So we're not going right. to the casino. We're not going for a concert. We're not going to the buffet. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. might be a boundary that you set in place to protect yourself from yourself. And uh, a lot of time, I think... Uh, the misconception with boundaries is again, it's like you're doing everyone else a disservice when you put up standards for yourself. And I think that's been so misunderstood, uh, even though standards will probably be another, uh, another example of, of boundaries. Well, if we're talking about relationships and things like that, you know, we all have our standards of, of what we expect, the other person to live up to as well as our standards for ourselves to live up to. But those standards and those boundaries protect all of us. You know what I mean? Like it it protects me um, from, again, from myself or it protects me. If I know that certain things are are triggers to me, you know, then I would put up that boundary and say, Hey, look, don't do this or don't say these things to me because it really, my reaction may not have nothing to do with you, you know, but it may be a trigger for me that triggers something else from maybe something from my, from my past. And yeah. So I, I just think that boundaries within themselves is uh, not just boundaries at all, but I think this whole, uh, the self love and, and, and self care arena, like I said, I know now is getting more, um, you know, addressed more, but I think it's way overdue. It is. It is way overdue. And boundaries can just be, like you said, the triggers, but they're also, a lot of people aren't expecting you um, to give them boundaries. One, it makes other people feel better when I know how to communicate with you. And I know that this might be a trigger, like you said, or I know that I can't walk all over you and expect that, you know, I can call you at the last minute and you're going to come and rescue me or pick me up or, you know, give me money or anything else. You've set those boundaries. And sometimes you have to set them as you go, because sometimes you don't even know that you need to set that boundary. And so you don't know that because you haven't um, 
dealt with that consequence or that situation at that time. So um, it is good to know, but it is very hard for a lot of people to set those boundaries. They feel bad that they're setting the boundaries. And that's one of the things that I get a lot of, oh, well, I said that, but I feel so bad now I'm not there for them or I hurt their feelings. No, you didn't. And sometimes you have to, you have to put you first. And a lot of times they, we don't put ourselves first. We put everybody else again in that same loop. And so with that, the boundaries, the self-care and everything else. Yeah. And, and what's, what's so good about it is once you start putting those boundaries in place, it, it operates not only in your relationships, but it operates in, in sort of everything that you do. Um, one of the things I was listening to a podcast recently, and it's an entrepreneurship uh, podcast. And one of the questions was, you know, when it comes to your scheduling and your customers, you know, like, how do you tell them no? And then, and the host was saying, well, you dictate your time and mm -hmm. they might not like it at first. You know, when you say I open up at, at six and I close at six, if you come at six 15, well, I'm closed. You know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and what, what he was saying was, but when you set those boundaries and you let them know that that's what it is, then they respect it. But if you don't set it, then there's nothing for them to respect. And so, you know, I think that one of the things that uh, I, I know I've been in uh, within this last year or so is really getting into self-development and, you know, learning myself and those things. And, and I think that, you know, as we get to know ourselves and like you said, you know, because if we don't know ourselves, we don't even know that some of these boundaries we need to put in place, you know, to protect ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. but if we don't know who we are and we don't know some of our own faults or, or things that we do to overcompensate from, you know, because of things that may have happened in my past, then I don't even know that I need to put this boundary in place. And therefore I'm doing myself again, a disservice because I don't know myself, you know? And so I think that that's uh, another thing that we really need to get, um, we need to get into and pay attention to, uh, as part of this self-love uh, and self-care journey is, you know, getting to know ourselves with the self-development to, you know, find the things within ourselves that is a little lacking and build them up. And as we build ourselves up and learn ourselves and build the standards from which we want to hold ourselves to, then to make it easier for us to hold others to those same standards and to those Absolutely. same boundaries. Yes. So I know that, um, your your program, um, I think it's, it's called the the self method, and yes. and I like it because I'm a I'm a uh, acronym. I'm an acronym person. I love acronyms, right? So I, I have a, a a male mentoring program called Man Up, which is an acronym for Men Activating Newly Untapped Potential, and so mm -hmm. I'm very big on on acronyms. So when I came across your acronym, and I think it's it's the self method. Um, I really liked it. And so let, could you tell us what does that mean? And then kind of go into it a little bit to uh, explain what each letter stands for and how it helps uh, those who you who come for you to be a coach. Absolutely. But um, before we move on to the self method, I just wanted to let um, say something that um, a setting boundaries is also a gift to the other person as well, because they really don't know 
um, that they are crossing your boundary if you don't really let them know. So I think mm -hmm. it's a gift to them as well as a gift to you. Don't you think? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that just in, in relationships or to say past relationships myself, that there are some things that is like, you know, when we start talking about triggers. Um, so one of the things that I shared about uh, earlier, if you, if who, you know, if the listeners go back in, the, in some of the earlier episodes uh, of the podcast is the reason that I'm the Prince of Fatherless Daughters is for whatever reason, either I'm attracted to fatherless daughters or fatherless daughters are attracted to me. So everyone that I've ever been in a relationship with was a fatherless daughter. And so that being said, there are some triggers that come along with that. Um, but if they don't know what those triggers are, then how could they expect me to not trigger them? You know? Right. And so again, it goes to acknowledging you know, who you are. And like you said, knowing those, those things, because as your mate, it's definitely not my intention to hurt you in any kind of way. But if you don't know what's hurting you, then I don't know. Then, you know what I'm saying? We kind of both was love. It's like, a lose-lose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so. my method is self. And it is basically, um, and you'd have to take my course to find out exactly everything, but it's setting boundaries. It's effectively communicating. Um, living, including yourself and finding your voice. And those are all of the things that um, wrap up in kind of what we've just talked about today. And, but I go deep into um, finding those things, including um, wording where you have a list of different things that are your triggers that we work on so that we have a list of boundaries and everything else that goes with it along with your self-care, all of it's wrapped up into this program. Oh, and I, and I really love that um, uh, because when, when I was looking at the, the different tiers or the different each section, you know, I know I talked about the boundaries because I know the, I think the boundaries have, again, uh, serves three purposes and that's to protect us from others, protect others from us, and to protect us from ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. But also, when when I seen the uh, effective communication, I really liked that one too because I think that is a big one, especially in relationships, because we always say that communication is one of the, the major keys to a relationship. But it's crazy of how many people that don't really know how to uh, effectively communicate and. When I when I say uh, effectively communicate, I think that communication is is sometimes showed in three ways. So you got verbal communication, which is that one is the one we all know. And then we have emotional communication, and then we have physical communication. You know, and all three of those play a part in being able to get you know your message across to your to your partner or to whoever it is that you are having a conversation with or a dialogue with whatever and i think that when we are in uh in control of how we verbalize or how we communicate you know it it comes off so much better when we're when we have no idea right, right. Uh, and sometimes yeah. i don't think that a lot of people take on the even the thought process that 
there's something to communication besides just saying whatever it is that you want to say, right. you know. So like I, I don't curse. Right, right. So <laughs> I don't delivery. curse, right? So if mm -hmm. I'm talking to somebody, it don't matter who I'm talking to, I don't curse. And I always say if you have to curse to get your point across, then your vocabulary is too small. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> there's too many words in a dictionary where you can get your point across without, you know, saying it in a way that could be damaging uh, not only to the person that you're talking to, but it could be damaging to you uh, making the point that you're trying to make. You know, it's like, eh, because of the words that you use, that, that whole thing that you just said just went right over my head. You know, and I wow. think that that plays a... a a major role, and I'm glad that you addressed that, um, especially with, with some of my women, because women tend to be more emotional, and so sometimes in those emotionals, in those emotional states, the things that they say may come out before they have a chance to really think about it, you know, and once, you know, words is words, is words. once the damage is done, you know, you can't take it back. And most of the time they have those words because they have bit their tongue or taken on more than they thought they needed to and never said anything. And so by the time that they say that or those cuss words are coming out, they're up to here with everything as opposed to addressing things as they came along, as setting their boundary, telling you, um, not just you, but somebody that it's, you know, this makes me feel this way. And I believe the calmer you say it, <laughs> the more they listen, right? Um, that cussing and um, yelling and screaming has got you to that point, but you know that their, their lid is broken <laughs> because right. it's blown off, but it was because they didn't say anything when the little thing that somebody did bothered them. They just let them pile up and pile up and pile up. So I do teach um, that, that we address things as they come along so that it's an easier conversation and we're not having to get the fire hose. <laughs> right, right. And and like you said, is it kind of goes into, uh, at least in my mind, it kind of goes into what you, uh, the, one of the other things that you deal with, which is finding your voice um, because if you are comfortable with speaking your truth, you know, then you can point out those little things before they come big, become big things, yeah. you know? And, and I love that finding your voice um, because even with me, that was a journey I had to go on uh, personally um, with, you know, just being able to share my thoughts and my viewpoints uh, on things, you know, because I've always been a, a um, thinker you know, more or less, but I'm not always sharing my opinion, you know, and yeah. just growing up being, being shy and having so much to say. Um, thankfully I was also blessed with the gift to write. So it was easier for me to write things, you know, write out what I thought than it was for me to speak it. So when I got to the place where I was able to, you know, verbally express myself and, you know, um, letting someone know how I feel or just expressing my ideas verbally, you know, AKA finding that voice, you know, it opened up a, a lot of doors for me, um, you know, just in, in my life period, um, even to now, even to, to having the, the podcast, you know, yeah. where that's, that's, that's all voice, you know what I mean? So if yeah, I wasn't still 
had not found my own voice and being able to express myself, then we definitely wouldn't even be on this uh, platform right now. So I'm glad that you, um, I'm glad that you addressed that. And why do you think, or maybe with some of the women that you've helped in the past, what maybe has been one of the things that has hindered them the most with finding their own voices? Has benefited them? Is that what you said? Well, ha has been one of the things that I probably did say benefit, but that's not what I meant to say. <laughs> but one of the things that may have hurt them the most where, uh, or hurt them in just a, in some kind of way where they may have been afraid to, to share their voice or just um, something that may um, have happened or some just something that may, they may have shared, maybe a, a couple people that you may have already talked to that may have had a common uh, thread to something that, you know, made it to the point where they were afraid to share their, uh, share their voice, should I say? Well, I found um, a lot. One in the workplace, not every time that everyone wants to hear exactly what you say. Um, I found, um, and I think we're all, a lot of us are all included in this, where their um, family members are telling you to lower your voice, uh, you're mm -hmm. too loud. Um, and then in relationships, they find that if they, um, they voice their opinion on something, either good or bad, they have that fear of that relationship not um, moving forward. And so they stop talking. They stop um, saying anything and having a voice. So everything that that partner wants is exactly what they end up doing and going with, even though they're not happy with it. So um, that those are kind of some of the issues that I've ran into, but a lot of them, it started, they used to love to talk and then somebody's kind of put their, their thumb on them either in the workplace or a relationship. And, and like I said, sometimes it's family members that end up telling you that, that you end up not having anything to say anymore. You're just observing. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's, it's unfortunate, especially when it happens within the family, because the, the wife or the mother generally is the backbone of the family, you know, mm -hmm. so she kind of sets the tone, you know, for everyone else in the household. And so if, if she doesn't have that voice to be able to speak and to lead, you know, the household, then that kind of sends everybody else, you know, off track, you know, and it kind of yeah. goes back to what you said um, even with the, the mom and the children, when you don't set those boundaries or set, you know, your own boundaries and, and have that voice for yourself, you know, they're watching. And if they don't, they might say, they might hear what you say, but they see what you do also, you know, 100%. and sometimes what you say and what you don't, what you say and what you do, if they don't line up together, then the, the whole point is, is lost in, in transition. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful uh, for the work that you do, because I know that is it's much needed, and especially uh, in the space that, that I work in, um, dealing with fatherless daughters, and not just fatherless daughters, but also with, um, you know, young men that I mentor, is not having that confidence you know, to kind of stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. Because I, I think that 
that self-care and self-love, what it builds most is that self-esteem of, of who you are and being comfortable in your own skin. And again, with me, I feel like the the woman is the cornerstone um, of just about every um, thing in our lives, you know, starting with our families, starting with our jobs, especially in our, in our marriages, and just as a man to go out into the world to do whatever it is that I'm going out to accomplish, knowing that I have a strong woman that has my back, you know, and to be able to know that not only does she have my back, but she has our own back, you know, she has our own backbone, she has our own strength, you know, so I'm, I'm very uh, strong and very passionate behind the whole self-care method, especially for our, for our ladies, because I know it's much needed. And the more that you can take care of yourself, the more you can take care of me. (laughs) Sometimes I know I need the help. So again, I I appreciate definitely the work that you do. And so I'm gonna let you have the the last word and the last say. Um, So if it's something that you want to leave with our listeners, um, just a, a little nugget or something that they can carry on until they can't contact you directly <laughs> to enroll in your course, just give us something that uh, they can take with them. And then also give them your contact information for where they can find you at. Okay, perfect. Well, you are loved, you are needed, and we need you is the biggest thing that I can send you off into this world with until you work with somebody. Know that your voice is needed. We want to hear from you in whatever capacity. I am here. Um, I'm Coach Diana Copeland on all the platforms, social media platforms. And you're welcome to sign up for a free consultation. And I'm just so grateful that you had me today. Oh, no, no, definitely. Um, I'm thankful that you even, you know, took out the time to to be here because, again, I, I know that your work is much needed and I definitely will continue to follow you, which I already Thank do, you. but I definitely will continue to follow you and support you. So, you know, whenever you feel like you want to uh, holler at me again, you know, you got my number, just call and we can, we can do this again. Um, uh, cause I know well. that there are going to be, you know, more things in store and greater platforms for you, um, to stand on. And I'm just I'm proud to be a part of your journey. So again, I thank you for being on the deal to heal with E James podcast. Thank you. My no pleasure. problem. So again, thank you all of our listeners for tuning in. This is the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I am on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next time, we will see you next week. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866 326 0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. 
is go to dealtohealtees.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.